You're listening to Racing World, brought to you by Perspective Group. It's your motorsport podcast show in conjunction with Race Control Magazine. Well, hi everyone, welcome to Racing World. Another little special for you, Baku Grand Prix we're mainly talking about today. And we're in a boys' playhouse this week. It's amazing, this is courtesy of Bob. So, uh, Bob, thanks for the use of the garage. That's all right, <laughs> while you're here, you can do some work. You can see there's a bit of a car here that might need a bit of re- uh, rebuild, but anyway, we'll get on with that later. Or maybe that could <laughs> become a special one in the future, the yeah, progress okay. of the car. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't expect it to be any more than um, five episodes to 50 episodes, <laughs> yeah. I think. Well, lots to talk about this week, mm. mainly centred around Formula One, big Grand Prix in the weekend. Yeah. Um, so let's start with Baku. Formula Two? Well, Formula 2, yeah. I mean, what a crash fest, basically. Formula <laughs> two. But that, if you combine the, the likes of Baku, a track I've got to say that I never did like, but I'm kind in favour of it now because it throws up some really different stuff. Um, Formula 2. I, I, I write, look, I write notes and all sorts of things. Yes, all these races, I just write and write and write during the evening because I forget things because I get so excited and so pissed off with stuff happening <laughs> or not but you know in formula two all i had to write here was basically in notes got to feel sorry for marcus armstrong yes i mean he's yeah, been big time he has been taken out more times than your favorite umbrella these days in monaco in the wall when he was doing pretty well twice a baku i mean he's just in the wrong place wrong time so many times got to feel sorry for him liam lawson he was stuffed, um, basically. <laughs> um, you know, his weekend started off badly. Well, it started off well. Good qualifying for the yep, race, obviously. Yep. And and then didn't go that well in the, in the first race, the sprint race. Second sprint race, an amazing job. Came all the way from basically the back to seventh or something like that. What a great drive around there. Fantastic drive. And then uh, in the race itself, in the main race, the feature race, he... He was on pole position, but he got a bad getaway, simple yep. as that. And then I think he did make a mistake by taking yes, Theo Porcher all the way through into the pit lane, and it was judged to be a penalty. My biggest problem with that is that happened again later in the race with other drivers, no penalty given. So if they're going to be start penalising people for that sort of thing, rightly so, do it for everybody, not just guys at the, at the front. That happened later on, and I thought that was pretty bad. Theo Porcher, incidentally, the winner of Monaco and the guy that... Liam escorted sideways. <laughs> um, he ended up with a, a broken or a fractured arm, not from that incident, from a, a later incident. So, you know, it's unfair, unfortunate for him. I'm not sure how that's going to affect his uh, future races. They've got a long time now. They've got to Silverstone, which is, goodness me, in the end of July or whatever it is yeah. to, to uh, do it. But the upstart of it all is uh, Liam had a great race in the end. He did really well. Unfortunately, he's dropped in points a little bit. Guan Yu Zhou uh, leads on 78 points, and then you get Piastri, Schwartzman, Vips, Tictum, Porsche. Dan Tictum, I mean, for goodness sakes, calm down, boy. <laughs> he's, he's always been like that through his career. He loses more drives because of what he says than what he does on track. It's just, anyway. Um, Daruva and Lawson is in 8th with uh, 50 points. Marcus Armstrong, 15th with 12 points. They need to get a bit going, but of course it's a fairly short season. There's only six events with three races in each event and only one feature race in each one. So it's it's a hard game, isn't it? Hard game right now. Liam's absolutely quick, absolutely quick, and his his driving is fantastic. So, you know, he's going to get there. Marcus has just got to stay on the track for a while. Oh, 
you know, keep away from people who are putting him off the track. Such a shame. Well, I'm going to go back to what you said before, the fact that you kind of almost mm. like Baku now. I've gone the other way. I don't like it at all. I watched a Nico Rosberg uh, YouTube clip online where he explained every single corner of the track and analysed every <clears> single corner of the track, and I came away from it thinking, this is dumb. This is not really a pure motor racing track as we know it. Yes, it's high speed. Yes, it's got you know tight turns and la-la-la, but some of the turns are stupid. And the one thing that Nico said that stayed in my mind since then is the way a piece of wall juts out just before pit lane at the highest speed point in the track. Yeah, well, it's bloody dangerous. Yeah, but nobody's hit it yet. No, no, no one's hit it been, yet. They've but, been there you know, four or five years. And you're calling a track like that not really a racing track. We've just come from Monaco. Yeah. And Monaco is the most boring <laughs> track going. Baku was not boring. Yeah, well, then, Some of the race, in the middle of the race, the uh, Formula One race, that was a bit tedious. And it was good to see Max Verstappen rushing out there and, and getting somewhere. But, but they, it's not a boring track anymore. There are no tracks in the world where you can do 200 or 330 kilometres an hour and the next thing you're doing is basically going to fit. Thirty yeah, supermarket car park. Yeah, yeah. So, so I mean, I've got to be a fan of it. Simply, not a fan, maybe, but I've got to like it. Simply because it throws up something different all the time, and you've got to be on. You know, it's a little bit like Monaco. There's not many runoff it's precision. areas. It's absolutely yeah. the right thing to do. But there are overtaking places. No, I, I think it's uh, if you want excitement in motorsport, if you want competition, put people on different tracks. You're going to get it. What we've got now coming up. Paul Ricard in a couple of weeks, uh, the most boring race yeah. we've ever had, and then two races <clears throat> at the Red Bull Ring in um, in Austria. So it's three on the trot. Um, Ricard has got to come. They've got to do something there because that will turn out to be a procession. Going back to the race, obviously we saw what happened with Max Verstappen and then Hamilton. And Lance Who's, Stroll. And Lance Stroll. But, but between those two leading the championship, between them, or Max is leading the championship, they kind of negated each other. But who did it hurt most? It hurt Max Verstappen most. Yes. Because that was a track they expected to do well at and would have done well at. The tracks coming up now revert to, um, revert to Mercedes. So, um, yeah, he, it, I, said, I think Red Bull, although they won the race, were the losers because of Max out of it rather than Hamilton, who made his own mistake. And, you know, all this stuff he says each time, boys, we've got to do better. Well, you've got to do better, Lewis. You've got to do better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that was the normal thing. Yeah. Um, I, I liked leading into the race weekend your other favourite topic at the moment, Flexi Wings, and your other favourite topic, Christian Horner, yeah. all came up in this statement from Toto Wolf saying the fact that he thinks that Christian just likes seeing himself in the media a lot. Yeah, a windbag. Yeah. A windbag, yeah. yeah. So I thought well, that was quite uh, okay. appropriate. The, the war lim- of words. Yeah, the limbo wings. We heard all about these limbo wings for the the last couple of three weeks what's the one thing you didn't hear about over the weekend the wings. limbo wings yeah you know and yeah, this FAA, was an area where they were going to clamp down on it yep well the fia put these stickers on all the wings yeah, little dots. so they can see <laughs> and when they showed them you know moving low downforce wings they're not going to move very much anyway um but uh, actually that brings me to another thing there's two and, <laughs> a, two and a half tons of pressure on the back of, on that rear wing you imagine what the rest of the car's like. I don't know what downforce they produce these days, but it's a lot. And they're in, on tyres that are expected to do 330 kilometres an hour with, I don't know, four or five tonnes, whatever it is, on, on pressure. And then uh, continually go round and round the track on slow tracks, all sorts of things on a debris-laden circuit, and then a couple of tyres blow out. Now, I'm not saying it's Pirelli's fault or not, but surely the cars have got to be brought into this. The cars are yeah. getting too heavy. 
they are they've got too much downforce there's an awful lot of responsibility to be taken on by the cars themselves or the teams i think uh, and to, it's easy to blame Pirelli. If it's a Pirelli fault, they've got to come out and say it. They can't just keep out, coming out and saying debris, debris on the track. No, the car, it's ownership, isn't find, it? Yeah. Ownership of the yeah. problem. But people have got to believe them. If they do say it's debris, I mean, it's not going to look very good for them. If it's uh, proven to be a, a tyre construction failure, the construction has gone up this year, the tyres are heavier. It, it, I don't know. It's, got, it's obviously something that's got to be sorted out but because it's plain dangerous. What about the podium, eh? Vettel back on the podium. That's a, I, yeah. a, 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 a kind of what we've all quietly probably been wanting to see. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I've got here, wasn't it fantastic to see Vettel up there? Look, there it is there. And it, it was good to see him up there. It's even better to see Perez up there because I think he was, yeah. you know, he joined a pretty hot environment going into Red Bull. If you're Alex Elbon, you're going, oh, God, there yeah. we You know, so it was good to see Perez there. And he, he raced that. He, yes. didn't, he wasn't given it. Maybe he wouldn't have got away with the restart if Lewis Hamilton hadn't pressed the magic button and got his braking all wrong. I don't know. But, but they... Red Bull won that weekend, as simple as that. It's just a shame that um, even Perez was having a problem with his hydraulics uh, at the end there. They weren't even sure he was going to finish it. That takes but a lot Vettel, of pressure off Perez too, though, doesn't it, in many ways, because he's got something under his belt now. So you've got the likes of, of Christian and Helmut Marko going, yep. oh, well, we made the right decision. Yeah, indeed. It's it, justified it the decision. Absolutely it does, because he was right up the back of Max Verstappen. He's never going to be Max or probably beat Max. But he did the job one. he was employed to but do. But he's exactly right there. Constructors points. If you can't win it, points. I'll win it, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah it helps okay. all the way through. Vettel, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, that's it's just a good a story. Tale, isn't it? Yeah. Even Gasly, what a great little driver yeah. he's turning into be these days. I mean, lots of things could happen. Raikkonen scored points. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's Alonso, getting better and better. He yeah. beat Ocon. Yeah, um, okay. I liked Alonso's comments post-race through. He's talking to the team on the team radio, <clears throat> and this is the start of progress. I thought that was quite valid. Yeah. But, but again, it could be different when we get to Paul Ricard or Silverstone. Oh, look, look, the whole thing will change once but you that's get to tracks where, where tracks are happening, yeah. Valtteri Bottas is one thing that needs to change. He needs to, he needs to start performing big time. Driver under I mean, pressure. he wasn't anywhere near... The weekend, he just, you know, his plane was delayed, his private jet was delayed for hours or something. Getting there, <laughs> maybe it would have been better if he'd stayed there, because George Russell would have taken over the drive. Unfortunately, George Russell and Williams didn't have a very good weekend. George had a power problem, and Latifi was. Um, I don't know how that happened. He was supposed to come in for the drive-through, and his engineer is yelling to him, "Stay out! Stay out! Stay out!" What did the guy but think? Is it American racing? You can catch up a lap or something. Now you know? that we're starting to see it too, and the and the Bottas thing play out, it kind of starts to smack of you could be in trouble come contract renewal. Oh, yeah, I think he's been in trouble all year. You know, it's I, just uh, lots of yeah. things. The way the reactions coming, and then the counter reaction from Toto and everything. It's it just smacks of yeah. here we go. I think he's been in trouble all year. He has got to overperform just to perform. Yeah, you know, just to be there. He needs he's a couple of race wins he badly. Needs, he needs to, yeah, he needs to be in front or at least equal to Lewis Hamilton a lot more than he is because he isn't at all. Yes, he gets pole positions and he's really good on a on a qualifying lap now and again, but. 
you know, when it comes to the race, he just, just seems to drop the ball somehow or other. Brutal side of the sport. Backwards, mm -hmm. you know. Where did he actually finish? He finished in 12th, ahead of yeah. him, Giovinazzi. No, but no points. So no, no. it's exactly the reverse of what we were just saying yeah. about Perez. Even though Max didn't finish, Perez got points yeah, for Red Bull. Exactly that. I mean, look, look who, you know, finished in front of him. Um, I know it was a little bit different because of accidents, things like that, but um, Alonso, Sonoda, yeah. Um, <laughs> Giovinazzi, they all finished in front of Bottas. It's just, uh, yeah, you shouldn't be doing Not expected. That. No. What else have we got? Because I'll carry on about, this, on about this all day and you'll have gone to bed by the time I've finished. So. And we'll have made no progress on the car either. No, that's not going to happen. What else have we got written down there? Perez had a hydraulic, Mercedes, despite Hamilton, not so good. They didn't have a good weekend generally, did they? They could have done if Hamilton hadn't have cocked up his braking. He might have won that race on the mm. restart. I'm an absolute fan of red flag starts now. Red oh, flag, yeah, me too. Sorry, yeah. red flag grid starts, not, yes. a, not a safety car or whatever start. Absolutely. And all the drivers seem to be as well. Absolutely fraught for two laps. I mean, or maybe three laps, two laps. Uh, I just thought that was fantastic. Um, Pirelli, Debris, Williams, Ferrari looking good. They are still looking good. But yeah. once, I think, maybe once again we get back to proper tracks, we'll see the difference. The upshot of it all is basically is that, um, well, Red Bull now lead Mercedes by 26 points in the constructors, which is... Big. You know, it's, it's, it's the start. It's getting oh. on there, isn't it? It's yeah. getting on there. So, um, and Max Verstappen and, and uh, Hamilton are the same. Perez is in third position. Lando Norris in fourth position now. One, there was one huge dark cloud for me on, on, over the whole weekend, and that is the, the, the announced death of Mansour Ogier. And Mansour Ogier, I've got to say, was a, a very good friend to Sean and myself. We worked with him for an awful long time. His wife, Kathy, the, the kids, uh, his brother, Aziz, you know, we, we knew them pretty well, I've got to say. And uh, I know Mansour had been... He's been sick for about 15 years, uh, very ill for about 15 years or more, 20 years. Um, but it was still sad to see him go. There were two people that were responsible in a professional sense for uh, where McLaren is today. Two people. Now, one of them is dead, Mansour Roger. The other one, Ron Dennis, of course. And they had a partnership that was unbelievable for such a long time. Unfortunately, didn't that partnership did not uh, last, but... It's, it's very sad, Mansour Ojo, going, you will ask any... He was a billionaire, and you will ask anybody in the paddock about Mansour Ojo, and the first things they come up with is one of the nicest people I ever met. And believe me, he was one of the nicest people you will ever have met. If you did meet him, you know what I mean. Sadly missed him. Yeah, it's, it, it's tragic when... Well, when anyone passes, but when someone significant within uh, a team or the sport, it, the, the loss becomes just that much greater, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I mean, you know, people personally, and yeah, yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it, a shame. What a silly word that is. It's a shame, but unfortunately. Moving on to a few other things just to keep you all informed. IndyCar, latest news there. No replacement currently announced for the Toronto Street Race. So Toronto's definitely gone. Oh, by the way, Singapore, gone for F1. Yeah, uh, Maybe yeah. two American races at Kota. Don't know if I'm a fan of that. I don't no. think they'll get a full house for maybe either of them. Run them back, one well, backwards. Just do something down that hill. I guess it's convenient because you're in the place, so you stay and you do a double header. But Singapore, gone for F1. Toronto's still gone for IndyCar. Um, 
unlikely. I was expecting that there'd be an announcement at Indianapolis about maybe a replacement or a calendar rejig. That hasn't happened. It impacts on all the road to IndyCar uh, categories as well because they were all due to be in in Toronto. So, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, This morning, Santino Ferrucci announced that he'll be driving for Rahel Lanigan at Detroit for both races this weekend. So three cars for them he's there loo- this weekend. He's a loose cannon, isn't he's he? He's a very loose cannon, there. but, you know, the, you know there's, you've know, got to have it. So Elio uh, uh, confirmed for another five races for this year with uh, Maya Shank Racing, which was already in the mix anyway, but 100% confirmed. And I'd have to say, Bob, I'd have to say he'll be back to have a go for five at Indy. Oh, of course he will. Why, why wouldn't he? Indy, the, the Indy 500 people... Roger Penske would pay him to come back just yeah. for the value. And of I it. don't think sponsorship will be a problem for Maya Shank somehow. No, no, probably not. No. Alio's worked the media really well in true Alio fashion in the last week or so in the States. He's visited here, there and everywhere. He went back to the, the house that he saw pre the race, uh, which IndyCar had set up so that Drivers could go to various homes around Indiana because of still some COVID restrictions. So he went back there after the race. He didn't need to. He just decided he would. And he went and knocked on the door and saw the people there. And then they've got a tribute out the front of a you know a person climbing oh, no, a fence no. and okay. stuff. I didn't get this. Was he staying at the house then? No, before? no, no. He just he just did it. Uh, like so they, why, what, what did they arrange it, the house for? IndyCar had arranged the, the as you know in the times we've been there. You know people decorate their homes up. So yeah. it was most decorated homes oh, of okay. that. Each driver in the field went to a home to meet the fan base. Oh, okay. okay. Alio went there pre-race, did his normal magic with these people, but then he decided he'd go back post-race as well. They didn't even expect him, and he turns up on the doorstep. So He probably you know. left a pair of shoes there or something. <laughs> <laughs> but all in all, um, good things. We just need to see what that does to the calendar. Um, Alex Palau, obviously, a head on points now, so there's some, some things to come here. Domestically, um, not really a lot happening. There was a, a rally in Canterbury over the weekend. Yep. Um, there's North Island Endurance Series coming up, but it's kind of at that quiet phase really at the moment. Overseas, uh, race at Spa over the weekend, but the run up to El Rouge was <laughs> flooded. It was like a little flooded. river. That wasn't the <laughs> flooded. Does anybody want to see what Spa looked like? Just go onto YouTube and oh, I'll try look and find up the Spa clip. flood because it is uh, the tunnel where we used to go underneath. You can't see the tunnel. It's so far underwater. The tunnel has gone completely. But yeah. Jackson Evans performing well on Porsche again. Uh, Bamba's had a run at the Nuremberg 24 hours, average run there. So all in all, the Kiwis are still out and about. Um, the boys are all back in road to Indy again soon. So really, other than that, we don't really have a hell of a lot this week. Other no. than the fact that we've got to start work on your Bambina here. No, yeah, yeah, well, off you go. Uh, IndyCar this weekend, isn't it? Yeah, doubleheader yeah. at Detroit. So, again, big points on the table at the doubleheader. Um, Detroit, incredibly rough circuit. Like, for a street course, they're always rough. This one's mega rough. I've been there three times now. It's not necessarily what you'd call a fan-friendly circuit in terms of viewing points. There's some good viewing points, but it's hard to kind of get a good picture of the race. But... Um, yeah, mm. double uh, effectively double points really over the two races. So yeah. you've got to perform on those. Very, very physically demanding as well. Scott needs to get a couple of extra points, get yep. back up in the lead yep. championship. And the other Scott needs to get some points to get further up in the championship. So, yeah. yeah. So we've there got is interest. Yeah. There is interest. So with that, we're going to leave you. Uh, don't forget, thanks so much for watching the show. Remember to like, share and subscribe. It really is starting to take a bit of impact on it. We really, really appreciate it. Um, we just enjoy doing this and sharing our tales and maybe even the, the birth of this uh, 
fine automobile yeah, here. No, but it might be a while. It might be a while. So we'll get back to you on that one. <laughs> but in the meantime, take care out there. Do be COVID safe. And we look forward to catching up with you again soon. Yeah.